Hi, travelers. I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. I'm Riley. And this is True Crime International. So, Angelica, where are we headed to today? <sighs> okay. So, today is, I mean, it's its real. So, it's a bummer. Um, and we're headed to Belgium for the bummer. Um, we're going to be discussing. Good, good, good fries in Belgium. They have really good fries. They, they created them. Thank you, Belgium. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank cool. you, Belgium. And they, uh, yeah, they, they dip them in um, mayonnaise. It's good stuff if you've never tried it. Americans are always Wait. like, ugh. But like French people, Belgian people, German people, it's so common in Europe to dip your fries in mayonnaise. And I like it. I like, I like mayo with ketchup. Mix that shit together. Mayo and ketchup would be good. Yeah. It is. I feel like it's really not that different than dipping them in ranch dressing. It's just that ranch is thinner than mayo. You yep, make mayo much. fancy, call it an aioli, I'll, I'll, I'll have it, okay? That's what the Spanish do. <laughs> Batatas bravas are it. just smothered in garlic aioli. Oh, that freaks me out. Aioli uh, really makes my stomach feel weird. Anyways. And ketchup doesn't? Mixed with no. mayo? What the fuck? Aioli makes, like, my head feel weird. Like, I don't know what's... You haven't had You haven't had a proper one, because the proper one is literally just oil and garlic. Ew. Let's let's proceed. Let's just garlic oil. <laughs> what? Why is that you? Why is ketchup and mayo not you? And garlic and oil you? Okay. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not in the mood for garlic and oil. That's why. Let's <laughs> let's get mad about a real problem. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to be discussing the murder of a 15 year old girl named Katrine De Kjauper. and this case like kind of led me into a bit of a rabbit hole. That like even WikiLeaks played a part of, which I'm not gonna get into that because I don't fucking get it. Um, Ainge texted me and she was like, "I think this case is gonna be a layover." And then the next morning was like, "Actually, I fell down a rabbit hole and now it's way too long." <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, it was it was nuts. But like, I'm glad it did because I felt like I learned a lot, and I think it leads to an important discussion that we're gonna have. Okay. It was what was also- that noise? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what animal you sounded like. You sounded like all of them. Oh, I was no that was mean. That was mean. <laughs> no, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Oh my god. When anyone tells me they like a trait about me, like my voice or my laugh, I'm like, have you heard the sounds I make and what comes out of my mouth? Because you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Angeli- when Angelica really laughs, she sounds like a zebra. I'm not exaggerating. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest and say that I don't know what a zebra sounds like. Oh, look it up and you're going to be like, holy shit, that's Angel. (laughs) Me. Anyways. But also this case was just like a really big deal in Belgium at the time. And it's one that definitely has not been forgotten. And I also want to mention like just a bit of backstory. Like she is not the only person to have gone missing around this time. And some of those cases have been solved 
and some have not. I'm not saying they're necessarily all linked, obviously. But, like, I do think then it's kind of, like, eerie when there are multiple cases like this. Like, it's hard not to link them. Yes. Especially, like, it's really rare for someone to commit one crime and then no other crime. Especially, like, a, like a murder. Yes. Unless yes. it was, like, self-defense or, like... Or they knew the person. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I feel like that's pretty rare. Yeah. Don't quote. Don't quote me on that because there's no research to back that up in yeah, my brain. No. <laughs> We're just going off of our criminal minds experience, SBU, <laughs> you know. Um, but also something significant happened in like 1996-ish. Besides me and Bella being born, <laughs> that was the most important part, obviously. Obviously, um, and forward in Belgium, which could also be connected, and we'll we'll talk about that too. That that's the rabbit hole. Cool. 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 I think Isabella's going to know about the rabbit hole, but probably I know everything. <laughs> didn't didn't you have another case where um, the victim was named Katrine? Katrine? Yes. Yeah. I yep. thought so. It sounded very familiar. I'm like, um, you already did this case. <laughs> no, except I was writing it and I thought I already did it. And I just don't know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> So, Katrine's body was found on June 19th in 1992. She was naked, and they established that she'd been strangled during the beginning of the... During, like, they the found construction? Her, yeah, they found her on a construction site of, like, they were starting to build the port of Antwerp. So, that's where how they found her body, because they were starting to build... And was she like buried or no? I'm Just... I'm not sure exactly, but also that really creeped me out because I feel like you see that on TV all the time. And you never actually hear about it in real life. Yeah, yeah like they're like being so found they like start sites. building yeah. something or like they're doing something in like a pipeline, and all of a sudden there's remains. Yeah. Also, there's not a lot of information on her remains. Like I'm really curious if she'd been like recently placed there or if she had like been there for a while like we don't really know oh it didn't say um, like if she mm-mm. was like decomposing or anything no okay gotcha. but i'm assuming she had to be like in some sort like because they could still see her cause of death i don't know you could see that i don't know anyway but also it just really makes me mad because like i feel like when killers dispose of a body like and they know that they won't be found immediately but, like, they will probably be found someday. That's really fucked up to me because, like, the families have to deal with so much and then in the not knowing yeah, what is happening. Like, that's so sad. And that's what her family dealt with because Katrine had actually gone missing in 1991, which was six months earlier. In my brain, I'm like, at least have the decency to, like, give their family closure but then my brain's also like maybe have the decency to not kill people yeah literally literally bro (laughs) like literally Uh, yeah so she was missing for six months yeah yeah and her family went went through it like for the whole still are um but she was last seen on december 17th on like what seemed to be like a typically routine day for her she left home to go visit her boyfriend in Antwerp. Uh, She lived in, like, one of the 
connected districts, but like Antwerp is like the main city city. Like a suburb type. Yeah, she like she lived in the outskirts of Antwerp, but he lived in the city center. Yeah. Yeah. And after they were done hanging out, Katrine left to go to the bus station. And she went alone because it was raining. And usually her boyfriend would walk her there, but like she didn't want him to deal with the weather. So she went by herself. At around 10.30, she called her parents to let them know that she'd been, that she'd be taking the bus home. So she was, like, clearly a person who liked to, like, you know, stay in touch with her parents and keep them in the loop. Yeah, and, like, let, like, Like, she's being very, in my opinion, cautious. Yes. Like, I would do the same thing if I had to walk home alone. I'd tell someone, like, hey, I'm going to take the bus home now. I'll be there in 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 She just seems really considerate of other people, but also of her own safety. Like, she didn't want her boyfriend Mm -hmm. to go out in the rain. And I can understand that. I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, you stay. Don't go out in the rain. I'll go. And then if I was walking by myself somewhere, I would also make someone at my destination know as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she, so yeah, she just seems really considerate of everyone around her, including herself, which is awesome. Exactly. Unfortunately, she did miss her bus. Um, so she stopped in a cafe on the, Ooh, I didn't look this up. I don't think. Look, I can't help you with this one. Okay, guys, I'm just going to hope for the best. We're just going to, she stopped in a cafe on the, it's, well, that doesn't even come out of my mouth. Okay. How anyway, do you Ezer- pronounce J Ezerlan. and Z together? This is confusing. Ezerlan. Ezerlan. Ezerlan? Ezerlan. 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 Ezerlan seems right. Seems like a really cool place. From what I could tell, Ezerlan, which is what we're going with, um, it's like an area that allows for like cycling and they have like walking bridges, but they also like have regular traffic. Like, but it's where a lot of, I'm bringing it up because like, it's clearly a busy enough place, which is why someone did notice her, but also why it would make sense that you could like miss something happening, like her being taken. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's busy, but people aren't like paying attention to their surroundings. Yeah, not, not necessarily. And, but the cafe manager was the person to notice her. Um, and according to them, she had made a call to someone around 11.45 in the cafe. We don't know who this was to, but, like, my guess, judging, like, from her, like, past actions, like, this was probably just someone she was talking to to, like, pass the time while she waited for the next bus. Like, I don't, I don't see it being anything, like, very suspicious. And then after that, they just never heard anything from her or saw her until they found her body. A month or so after her body had been found, a magazine called Blick received an anonymous letter from someone who said they had given Katrine a ride. And obviously this is problematic because it's anonymous. And why would someone stay anonymous if all they did was offer her a ride? Yeah, and also if they had, like, helpful information. Yeah. That's just weird. The answer, like, it's just something. They wouldn't stay anonymous if it was just a ride. Yeah. They wouldn't. And they wouldn't send it to a magazine. Exactly, bro. Like, a magazine. What? It's weird. Uh, Yeah. 
And Blick would eventually receive more letters in the months to come. And then to make things even more awful, her parents received one as well. Oh, yeah. Screams of innocence. Right. This was clearly someone that just wanted to play games. Like, whether they were involved or not, like, this is just awful. Yeah. And I'm going to come back to this later because something else happens before we discover their identity. So now is where we're going to get into the rabbit hole that I went down. (laughs) I love a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. A good rabbit hole really just... That's what I had when I was researching for the Princess Diana conspiracy theory episode we did on our Patreon. Subtle plug. Subtle plug. So, in 1997, the police received a fax from someone who claims to have killed Katrine. A fax? This is the 90s. It's the 90s, bro. Like, <laughs> I remember. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would... Because uh, I had I had a, a landline in my room because I was one of those kids, and uh, one of those kids. I was one of those kids, and my dad only called child me. syndrome. Yeah, I was very much an only child. But my dad he would receive faxes from work at the house sometimes. But when he would receive a fax, the house phone rang, but you can't answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would always be like, "Isabella, don't answer the phone," because he was getting a fax. I loved getting faxes at my parents' house. Like, I wouldn't get them, but I would watch them come through. Be like, ooh. Oh, yeah. No one, no one has ever faxed me. Yeah. Kind of a sad thing to say. Y'all want to write me yeah. a love letter? Fax. Fax, fax it, it to me. Fax us, fax us your uh, questions and comments. Yes. <laughs> questions, comments, concerns. I wonder if we could actually set that up. That would be really fun. That would be really cool. That would definitely be so much fun. The only problem is no one else is going to have a fax machine. No. <laughs> right? Um, so there's also some sources that say this person also contacted Blick. Again, like, I don't... Okay, but considering how involved they'd become with, like, a major police investigation, I really think it was more likely the former. I think they went straight to the police. Like... Yeah. Straight there. Um, also, people that send stuff to magazines. Weird. Um, definitely weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this confession was from a woman who really should have always remained anonymous with the name. First, we knew them as Witness X1, but her identity was later revealed to be Regina Lauf. And why, why do you say, are you going to go in to say why? Yes. It should? Okay, cool. Yes, I will. Lauf was a woman who recounted a, a really, really terrible story regarding her life to police. And I really do have to get into it to explain why I don't think, like, this is far out for it to get re- for it to be related. Um, and then we'll get into her confession. Okay. So Lauf, Lauf had apparently been sexually abused since the age of four. By her own oh, family members. No. Fucked up. Yeah. She then was sold by her parents to a man named Tony Van Den Bougert when she was 11 years old. And it's been confirmed by others that he was engaging in inappropriate sexual activity with her 
by the time she was 12. So, so awful. Nice. And honestly, like, I hate to have to say this, but I'm surprised it took that long unless she was sold, like, right before her birthday. You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. else? Yeah. That selling a child, they're not going to be in a stable situation. Mm-hmm. It's so awful. Tony would take, to make matters worse, Tony would take Lauf to sex parties where other young girls were forced to engage with, like, at most times, pretty powerful men. And, and it was a... Huh? It, yes, it bears. Yeah. Similarly, there was a guy named Epstein. He was murdered. No one cares. Um, but not, not Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein was was nope. murdered. Yeah. Yes, but this guy Epstein was also murdered, as well. I wonder. We also in that same uh, Princess Diana episode discuss briefly discuss Prince Andrew and his. Um, yeah. Prince Close Andrew ties. definitely went to things like that. Basically, it's, it's just fucked up. But it was. Basically, a child sex ring. Uh, She said of it that, quote, it was highly organized, big business, blackmail. There was a lot of money involved, unquote. So what was happening was really big, and she was playing her part in exposing it. Um, Mm, That's really brave of her. Yeah. Yes. Incredibly. So one of the men involved was Mark Dutroux who was one insanely fucked up man. And I'm going to give a rundown because there's like, there's full episodes on him. Red Handed did one like some years back. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has to be oh, like talked about Oh, that's how I, I, was, yes. I recognized this. Okay, yes. yeah. Red Handed yeah. is my favorite. I've listened to all their episodes. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to like go deep, but I'm going to give you some stuff like because it needs to be talked about. Um, so he had been first arrested in 1989 for the kidnapping and rapes of five girls. He did this with accomplices, including his wife, Michelle Martin. He was supposed to get 13 years for these crimes, which, holy fuck, like, that's not enough. No. And the only reason his sentence was longer than everyone else's involved was because He'd been involved in robbery, which, like, he definitely was aggressive and harmful in the robberies. But, like, still. That's the least of his crimes. Literally. Like, and regardless, the 13 years would have certainly been better than the three and a half years he actually spent in prison. Like, what the actually? Isn't he? He's rich, though, right? Bro, no. Okay. No. He, like, started with, like absolutely meager everything but i think because he was such a big part in this he like gained a name and reputation for himself Mm. yeah um yeah but just like it's so fucked up that they let this man out of prison and they 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 did in april of 1992 which was a few months before katrine's body was found While in prison, he'd also managed to secure public assistance for mental health issues, which was about $1,200 a month. And he also gained access to sedatives for supposed sleeping problems that he did not have. He'd later use the sedatives for his future victims. 
Lovely. And there were at least six future victims, all of whom he essentially tortured, raped, filmed, and was also responsible for their deaths of of most of them, apart from two survivors. Did he... Was he the one... I'm not sure if it was him or if I'm getting him confused with others with similar stories. Did he lock up girls in the basement? Yes. Okay, he, yeah, yeah. It was referred to like as a dungeon. He had like six properties. It was yes. really fucked up. Um, and he was arrested again in 1996, about a year before Lauf came forward. And like a lot more happened before and during his arrest because like obviously this dude is horrible. But, like, that's not what I'm focusing on because I'm focusing on how it could relate back to Katrine. Yes. So, there were an insane amount of, like, failures slash strange coincidence (coughs) cover-up. Oh, did you have something in your throat there? (laughs) Something. Something. Do you need some water? Um, But I'm only going to focus on two. Uh. The first of which is the dismissal of the first judge in 1996, which was Jean-Marc Conrote, who was removed for literally attending a fundraising dinner for the victim's families. Hello? He was being a good guy. And literally, the future judges would literally suck including one that was closely associated to one of Dutro's associates. Like, what the fuck? And the first judge was a judge who, like, largely spearheaded the initiative that actually saved the, like, only two survivors. And he was going to release names of the men in power who were involved shortly before he was removed. Which just reeks of a cover-up. Reeks of one. Oh my god, one. so much so. A lot of this does impact the the second reason I want to concentrate on uh, that brought us here, which is Regina Lauf. She really was supposed to stay anonymous, but I think her name was somehow, slash maybe on purpose, leaked. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Well, you'll see. Uh, She was definitely the most prominent witness for the case against Dutrow and the many others who were involved. Uh, She was believed by the officers that originally had been in charge of her testimony. And part of this testimony was that she'd been witness to many malicious acts, including murder, and some of which she had actually been involved in. One of these deaths that she had stated that she was involved in was the murder of Katrine, whom she claimed that she had been forced to kill during some of, like, these absolutely disgusting events. She named two other girls as well, and the police stated that, quote, she gave us some details that made us think that it's impossible to give without having been there at that place. The way the body was found at the time, the, and the way she described the person who was killed. The other two girls were also girls who had been murdered, and she accurately described what had happened. Like, because, and they're saying she would have had to have been there to have this kind yes. of detail. Yes. And she would have had to have been around the girls to yep. n- 
to give us that kind of information. Yeah. Okay. But despite the fact that these police officers did believe her, there were instances where they didn't, like, properly handle the investigation. Like, they kind of crossed the line. And this was, like, largely recorded, her interviews and stuff. And I guess you could, like, see at times that she was really uncomfortable by the things she had to view or the questions she had to answer. So they, like, found her responses to be problematic because of it. And the officers were removed in 1997. And one of them was charged for misconduct. But those charges were eventually dropped. Um, Future officers involved mostly sucked. Typical. Also around this, like... I mean, definitely listen. If you want to get real into this rabbit hole, listen to the red-handed episode because, like, there's so many mysterious deaths around this whole thing. It's yeah, real fucked. Oh, um, yeah. they did a they did a really good job on the episode. Yeah. So, okay, but that doesn't mean that Lauf's testimony should have just been discarded. But it was. She literally just straight up was not called to testify. The final judge on this case went as far to call her a fantasist, meaning that she was just making this all up. And Lauf has also stated since then, quote, in Belgium, if you're a potential witness, you're either dead or, like me, mad. Which, mm, damn. Yeah. I love how in the U.S. we tend to look to Europe as, like, a beacon of how societies should work but europe is still trying to get their shit together literally everywhere is fucked up oh yeah there are a few countries that actually properly have their shit together yeah like even even countries that seem really amazing like bhutan they still have issues with racism um and actually and this relates to belgium there are some rappers here in spain that have either been arrested or have fled the country because of this like weird gag order law that kind of limits free speech. And there's been a lot of demonstrations about this whole thing in um, Barcelona and stuff. And you can, Vice mm-hmm. just Vice News just did a piece on this uh, and you can find it on YouTube. Uh, but actually one of the rappers is hiding in Belgium right now. Uh, well, mm-hmm. not hiding, like he's very openly there and Spain tried to extradite him back. And the Belgian government was like, nope, because that law sucks. Yeah. And I really need European countries to hold each other accountable like that. Yeah. Because it's like great great for you Belgium for doing that, but how come you are failing these people? Yeah. You're doing more for a Spanish rapper than for your own citizens. It's it's just every system bad. Um also she had been examined by multiple psychiatrists at the behest of the judicial system. And like they did conclude that she has dissociative personality disorder because of, like, the insane amount of trauma she experienced. But this did not impact her testimony. But even despite them saying that, they completely disregarded it. And this obviously made the public upset, as it should. Like, there are so many issues here, like, regarding not taking victims seriously and then making them out to look like the problem. Like... I'm assuming that's why they released her name, like, to create, like, some kind of scapegoat, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm just spitballing here. Like, this is is just an idea. I might be crazy. But how about we 
believe victims. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? I know I know it's out there, but I think I think it could work. Right? Right? It's literally. Oh, but you know, you know, sometimes women lie about stuff like this. And it's like, yeah, but it's like less than one percent. It's just So how about we believe them first? Just just believe women. And this this whole thing just makes me seethe. Uh Dutrell did end up receiving life imprisonment in 2004, but in 2019, he won the pre-parole right for a psychiatric assessment, which, like, has been delayed because of COVID. But, like, keep it that way. Keep him in. Like, I don't care. Keep him in. He does not deserve to leave. Like, no, just leave him. Essentially, though, what they ended with was that there wasn't concrete evidence that connected Katrine. But also, like, they just didn't really look for it because they fucked a lot of evidence up. Like, because, I mean, like, there there was so much covering up going on. Like, there yeah. were police officers involved, etc. And they didn't give any credit to Lauf. But I don't think we should rule it out whatsoever. Like, there's... Sh- she was able to describe it like i it's it's a possibility like she it really knew things is. she shouldn't have yeah um, and that proves yeah that she was there yeah but that doesn't mean that it's the only possibility okay now i want to go back to the letter writer on august 2006 14ish in years, august <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In August 2006, 14ish years after she was found, a man was picked up by the police because he'd been stalking someone. We only know him as Carl VR and that he is 35 years old. Besides the stalking, he got charged with the kidnapping and murder of Katrine. This was because during a search of his house, not only did they find child porn, but also a box with newspaper clippings have to like having to do with Katrine and also copies of the letters both Blick and her parents had received. Answer me this. How is it that we know Regina's name in full, but we right? don't know this man's name right? in full? Literally, bro, I... It's so annoying to me. It's so annoying to me. Now, there are sickos that just, like, collect shit like this. All right. But because they now had his DNA, they were able to connect it to some leftover DNA on a stamp from one of the letters he had sent. And they were able to keep him for, like, three months while they tried to find evidence against him. Thankfully, because, like, honestly, even if he didn't do it, this guy was a sicko. And anytime he's off the street is okay with me. Like, that is good. It's good to go. He said that he didn't actually have anything to do with her kidnapping or her death. He just did it for the attention. And, like, there are people who do that. And There he are did... people who do that. Yeah. Which is... <sighs> yeah. So annoying. But, you know... <laughs> And he did evidently pass a lie detector test, but, like, those aren't really shit. 
No. I, why do we even do them? Right. Uh, They're not admissible in court. They're so, like, you can you can manipulate them. Yeah. Why do we do them? They don't mean anything. It's and frustrating. There have been cases where, like, a family member of a victim has taken one but was so upset that it actually, they failed, even though they had yeah. nothing yeah. to do with it. So it really, it doesn't mean shit. Well, I don't understand why we even do them. Literally. Um, they really tried everything they could to pin it on him, though, because, like, they wanted to, like, bring some sort of justice um, they dug up his garden to, like, try to see if they could find anything he'd hidden. There was nothing, though. Um, and a month after he was arrested, they actually had her body exhumed. And I'm assuming this was in hopes of, like, finding more evidence linking him to her. But to my knowledge, they didn't. Which is why, in the end, he was released. Also... His lawyer said, quote, My client kept a record of everything. Clippings about his hobbies, letters from his previous sweethearts, newspaper articles about the murder of An and Ifje, and so on. But, like, I don't know. Your client is still a stalker and a pedophile. So, like, I must say, keeping clippings that talk about murder victims isn't normal. Right. Like, Carl didn't have a fucking podcast. Like, there's no reason. Anyway, also, his brother actually got a life sentence for murdering someone, which I find really interesting because we talk about how things can be linked in families in one of our Patreon episodes. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if I fully believe Carl did this, but I think it's completely in the realm of possibilities. Um, I don't see I don't I just don't get that vibe from Carl like he's definitely creepy he's definitely not a a good person but I don't get murder vibes from him the thing is I feel like it would have been so unusual for him to like stop writing letters if he had done it yeah like I feel like he would have he would have taunted them more he would have shared more detail yeah. And yeah. also, she was strangled. And, like, you have to have a lot of intent to strangle someone. Because yeah. we've said this time and time again, mm-hmm. it takes a long time to strangle I, someone. I really, I don't know. But a year later, he was arrested and sentenced for six months in prison because he had once again been found with child pornography in his possession, which, like, wow, oh, wow. I wish he got more time. This man's Don't we all. scum. In the end, though, this case is just unsolved. Like, we don't know if she don't know was what actually happened. a victim of a child sex ring or if it was Carl VR. Really, like, if he was more involved than he says. And I really hope it's something that we can eventually find out. So whoever did this can be punished for it. Her parents, mm-hmm. like, don't. They did not want to discuss it when Carl was arrested. And, like, I can't blame them. Like, I can't imagine what they've gone through. Yeah. I know all the the child sex ring thing uh, in Belgium became huge news when uh, Mark whatever was going to be up for that parole. Like, they had massive protests in the country. It was a huge, huge, Um, huge deal. So, in 1996, when he was first arrested, there was something called a white march um and like so it's essentially they demand justice for the victims everything like that and then what you're talking about like recently right yeah 
they it was like the anniversary they called it the black march because of it so it's just real fucked i hope he stays in prison like i even even if it's not connected to katrine's death like mm, he needs to stay stay in prison stay he stay there yeah i'm remembering his case a lot more now he he got like very close to some of the more powerful people mm-hmm. involved in these child that's, sex rings. That's that's why he was able to get away with it. Like, yeah, he had a good friends, and he also had people yeah. that he could expose. And like, obviously, there is a giant international child sex ring led by our world leaders. Yeah, this is quite obvious. Yeah, um, it's like, but because they are the leaders, they have the ability to just shut everything down and make people forget and be like oh look at this new superhero movie instead don't look at us epstein killed himself it's it's a fucked up situation like this is a really fucked up thing that we just need to continue to educate ourselves on and look out for what's really going on in the world yeah that's that's that also don't don't think that it's any one political party that's involved it is across the board it does not discriminate exactly so sorry this has been a bummer um really for real uh you can find pictures of this case on our social media on our instagram it's at true crime intl our facebook is true crime international join our group talk to us it's fun um we have more than 100 members now yeah that's that's real cool um yeah we have 105 i think whoop, whoop. if you would like to have more content we do have a patreon and you get at least um three extra things a month and we only have one level it's five dollars so if that's something you're interested head on over there um also we'd love it if you gave us a five-star review on apple podcast that'd be a nice third of you are listening on apple podcasts so there's no excuse. We know you're out there. We know we we can see you. But big appreciate. Um thanks. Um bye. Oh, no. Bye. Someone, someone send <laughs> oh, wait, us out. Wait. <laughs> Thank uh thanks for joining us today and we hope you enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Thanks. Bye. 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 bye.